The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Yeah, man, like I was saying, is fucking this summer still feels like it was kind of stolen from us again, doesn't it? Yeah. In a weird way, does that make sense? It, like, it makes a lot of sense, I think. <laughs> and we're probably going to go right back to that scenario someday. But I don't know. We, we did lose something innate. Uh, it feels like it. It you feels know. like things have invariably, the Overton window is shifted. Yeah, like when it comes to town, we have a, you know, and all my restaurants are off strip, what we consider out of downtown, very much in walking distance and striking distance. Yeah. But, you know, I love the fact that they were able to build a 500 seat patio right in the busiest part of town so that restaurants could stay open. That's a great idea. And I was so happy to see businesses able to get back to it. What I didn't understand what, what that effect was going to do to all the businesses off strip. It essentially like having a patio in this town was a big deal. Like year, years back, if you had a patio, you had business. People love to eat outdoors when it's nice. Now there's 500 people eating right in the middle of downtown and yep. they're not walking the extra three blocks to go eat at somebody else's patio. Right. And a lot of people are getting hurt by it. Like, Absolutely. So now, uh, did you hear about the spike here? I haven't. Okay. So little known fact, I know, you know, we all know the variants are kind of going crazy. It's funny because it's almost, it's so ubiquitous that it's become part of our life now, the, the, the virus. So we don't talk about it anymore, knowing full well it's still there. Well, I didn't know, if you don't know, the last couple of weeks in Durango, our variant numbers have spiked so high that Rex, who works at the court, told me they are going to... Um, eliminate in-person court. So that's usually the first side of things going left. And I expect by October, unfortunately, I think the mask thing is going to come back with the distancing and capacity thing to some degree. Um, you couple that with all the new bump outs, that big patio I just talked about getting removed for winter because of plowing. And obviously it's too cold to sit outside and you've got a recipe for disaster. Man. Oh, yeah. If, if they go back to that capacity shit, we're going to see it's, we're going to look like fucking Silverton. You know, if that happens, it's really kind of distressing. Yeah, it really know? is. And I mean, I'm not, I hate to get on the vaccine thing, <laughs> but Dude. you know, if, if there would have been a lot more proactive approach to people getting the goddamn thing, you know, <sighs> beyond all the, you know, conspiracies and li civil liberty bullshit. And you know what I mean? It's just, we would have had this knocked out. Dude, this would be over. Over. Over right now, man. And there's that's why I just was listening to some stuff on, you know, uh, disinformation and um, the the whole quote-unquote cancel culture versus terms of service agreement. Um, people on every media platform and who's getting banned and who's getting temp banned and perma banned on Twitter. And it's 
the misinformation is so bad that like that's why I was, there's certain in, like things that you cannot argue science it's concluded it's a fact that the vaccines work there is no more talk about it there's no more debate whether or not you want to take it we can debate that but the efficacy and the fucking the good that this does is unequivocally true period end of story we've gone past that we've already proved it so at this point like i don't understand you're not talking about like you said civil liberties or personal freedom is it's just such a horseshit fucking argument dude <laughs> Well, especially because what you're going to do is just lose your civil liberties. You know I, what I mean? Totally. We're going right back to it. Well, you know? these are the same people, you know, I, I can do what I want with my body, except if you're a woman and you're pregnant. Yeah. Then it's my decision what you yeah, exactly. do with your body. Um, it, the, the, the level of hypocrisy is just skyrocketed. It's fucking hilarious. It's, uh, the, it's the crowd that wants everything back. They want to reopen. They want to go to movies. They want to take their families out. They but they simply won't do the one thing that is free and readily available. And easy and accessible. I, I mean... I, it just yeah i just it blows my mind and i i hate to get going on it because i have it's, this conversation with people all the time but well i'm sure like you famously talked about your family they they definitely fall on the other side of the of, fence of that me. argument yeah you know sure. and I, I can only assume they have not been vaccinated i can only you probably do you know my sister told me that <laughs> my dad did get the vaccine okay I, I haven't talked to him about it. I'm not saying she's lying to me. Right. You know what I mean? But also, I know they wanted me to shut the fuck up. Right. Do you, <laughs> you think it's, it, do you think it's possible that's something they would say to get you off their back? I Possibly. I would know your sister. Not. Your sister used not. to beat the shit out of you. Yes. She was, <laughs> she's a very mean lady. <laughs> oh, my God. Why did they put her in karate? <laughs> <laughs> oh my, my parents <laughs> were irresponsible. <laughs> Why did they put brass knuckles under the gloves? What was it's the kid's name from fair. the omen? Damien. Damien? Yeah, let's give him a shotgun. <laughs> nothing to go wrong. <laughs> he, he can only he can already control killer Rottweilers. Like, give him a knife or something. You know, oh, that man. would help. Dude, that movie made me scared of Rottweilers. Of dogs. Dude, Rottweilers are evil. I mean, they're beautiful. They're dogs. sweethearts. You know, I've been around a couple. They're super nice. Dogs. They're phenomenal. Actually, really yeah. friendly dogs. Um, yeah. But that was frightening. I've hated them. <laughs> oh my god! Um, everybody, bonjour, and welcome back to the riskiest. When I said, um, you goomba. Uh, welcome back to the riskiest of wheels and the whiskiest of reels. This is the whiskey reel coming at you pre-recorded, but we're live. Obviously, we're live doing this right now. And we are no less than 32,478 feet below the Earth's surface. That's the exact measurement. I round it up sometimes, but just so you guys out there know of fan fiction people out there, that's the exact measurement. We are below the earth in the bunker. We are doing this damn thing. And uh, the beautiful gentleman across from me is, I'll, I'll leave out, I'll leave the histrionics. I'm just going <laughs> to get to the point. This is one Mr. Bobbeth Van Noys of the famous Van Noys Bitchwater fortune. And yes, you can ask him about it. He'll tell you. I will tell you. Yeah, but. Sitting across from me, vaguely to my left, <laughs> sort of like my penis, 
Um, <laughs> it drifts. Representing the Madagascar branch of the Branderas fortune. Yes, sir. Sir Antonio Branderas. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, dude. How you doing? How are doing this week? handsome boy style this week? Yeah. We were going to have one of our friends in, but he's a big, giant loser. Yeah. Um, in the old days, we would have called him a giant queer. A, que- <laughs> a freaking queer? Um, no, he, uh, and we'll call him out. It was Tig. So all you guys who know Tig, you can call him yeah, and yeah. tell him he's a big, giant. Um, he is, air quote, setting up the Elks Lodge for a party. Wow. On air quote. So what's he going to do with the other 23 hour, 23 and a half hours of his day? He's lying to me. He's so lying. I have um, tickets for that thing. He's just drinking during the day. That's, no, he's it, over there hitting on the bartender. He could have done that here. He could have done it with us. Yeah, he's a big loser. And we'll talk um, about what we have, but it was it's pretty special. It's fucking great, yeah. and I feel like I should have steel drums sewn to my body. Well, fuck it. We could talk about it right now. Fucking, you know what? Fuck it. We'll do it live. Do it live. Do it. What'd you bring in, Bubba? Okay, Bobby was so responsible for booze. I this was responsible week. for booze this week, and I decided to get something a little out of the ordinary. As you know, we're called the Whiskey Reel, but we don't always do whiskey. We've done tequilas and seltzers and seltzers. We've done a lot of <laughs> we've done a lot of seltzers for now. No fucking idea what's wrong with us. <laughs> um, but. Irregardless, um, I decided to pick up some rum, and we've always had really good luck with aged rums. Um, I saw this one. It's called Kasama Small Batch Rum, and that's K-A-S-A-M-A. Yeah. So I don't, I've never seen this before, ever. Um, and here's the fucking crazy part, man. It's Filipino. It's from the Philippines. It is definitely from the Philippines. Yeah, man. Um, um, this t- I don't know what the Philippines taste like. <laughs> <laughs> per se, or or smell like I've never been there. So, but I'm telling you, this is one of the most tropical things I've ever had in my face, dude. The beautiful thing about the Philippines is it's one of those countries, not unlike Peru, that have been taken over so many times by so many different cultures, um, that they are a mishmash of everything. Uh, you've got Latino Tagalog, which is what they speak, is a blend of. Uh, Asian dialects with Latin dialects. It's a very, very interesting and specific culture. I, I had the benefit of growing up around a lot of Filipinos in LA. Um, they've got their own swag, and it's cool. They get to kind of, uh, they get a free hood pass to culturally appropriate from everywhere. <laughs> they go, they drift from black to Mexican to Asian seamlessly, and they're allowed to, and they do it very well. Large Spanish influence, right? Huge Spanish Huge. influence. Like if you eat Filipino food, it feels like Asian, like Asian Spanish food. I don't know what else to call yeah, it. Yeah. Like they're the OG fusion. Is there, dude? You want one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen? They do this street food. <clears throat> It's absolutely disgusting. It's a roll, a bread roll, like a dinner roll. Yeah, yeah. And they take a big spatula full of butter-flavored ice cream, and they jam it in the middle of the bread like a sandwich, like a taco. Think about what I'm telling you right now. It's a cold dinner roll butter ice cream sandwich. Wow. What the fuck is going on? What do they call that? I don't Besides evil. Disappointment? I guess. I don't know, but that's like an indigenous food, dude, and it's frightening. That is uh, some late night. I am smoking <laughs> jazz cabbage. I am fucking, you know what I mean? He was I, like, I have two things. I got nothing left in the fridge. I got a crusty roll <laughs> and some 
butter ice cream. Butter ice cream. Which I've never even heard of such a thing. What is that? Why would you eat it with bread? It makes no sense. Um, Anyway. I love cultural differences. I do too. Um, Please come to America and give us some culture. We need it. (laughs) Um, Back to the rum. Yeah. uh, But uh, going back to that, Filipinos, beautiful people. And it's an obviously tropical island setting. As you guys know, we've done a couple rums. South American rums have their own stees. French, Caribbean have their own stees. Haitian have their own stees. Like, and all these things make sense. And you can taste the difference. Like, if you do a rum tasting, yeah. This is something else, dude. What do you like? <clears throat> when I saw this and you popped the bottle open, it was like you released a fucking, you know, oh my god, a reggae steel drum parade in, into my nostrils, dude. It was I, awesome. I immediately pictured like a, a market with fruit and baskets and, and, and monkeys containers, and, and there's like a Indiana Jones is running. Yeah, through there. like oh, dude, totally. Yeah, yeah. and I've I got an abandoned child and a baby Bjorn. I'm running from the police. <laughs> I don't know. That was the first vision I saw. Same. <laughs> <laughs> talk shared, about talk about this. psychosis. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think about this shit? First of all, there's no denying the fact that this is one of the sweeter rums that I've ever had in my life. Besides, you know, right off the shelf, fucking like dog mo- shit. Cap, yeah, yeah, the dog shit, Captain Morgan type. Fucking, right, right, what's right. the one in the Malibu? That Sailor kind of Jerry. Garbage. Yeah. Go oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Sailor Jerry. Or, <laughs> um, it's sweet. It's got a tinge of, uh, but it's, it's the fruit. It's super fruit forward. I mean, it's like to me, it's like pineapple and bananas and. Absolutely. Just covered in vanilla extract and, <laughs> and butter ice, butter yeah, ice butter cream, ice cream <laughs> baked into a roll. It's fucking horrible. This is, what is that? I think you ruined uh, my day. I, I might have. Um, um, yeah, Kasama. It, this is a big ass tropical fruit basket. It is distilled from uh, sugar cane, which makes it kind of more French Caribbean Haitian in style instead of being distilled from molasses, which gives it that really, that's when you see that really dark rum, not dark rum, like Myers black rum. I mean, darker shaded rum yeah. because it's distilled from molasses. It's also held. This is what makes this cool. How much, wait, number one, how much did you buy this? This was for? right at 30 bucks. Fucking for 30 bucks. This is a seven year barreled yep. rum. This is not to be trifled with. This would be extremely fun to make drinks out of. Ooh. I would love to do a daiquiri with this. I would love to do like a, a Mai Tai with this. I would love to play with this a little bit. Um, obviously, going back to the classic diet barks, Oh, holy Diet shit. Diet parks and this. They would marry well. <laughs> they would marry well. Well, this probably would put all the sugar back into the Diet parks, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yeah, like you said, dude, bananas and coconut and vanilla and cu- it's custardy a little bit. And But like what you said, the first thing you said, we sipped it kind of at the same time trying it. Do not sleep on this. This will kick you in your dick because yes. this this burned all the it, way down. It put the warmy in my tummy. <laughs> it put the warmies in me. Yeah, it, um, it made me very warm. Fun fact, real quick, got nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I just remembered. There's a gentleman that's teaching my daughter social studies this year that is a fan of the podcast. Oh, no way. Yeah. Holy cow. Isn't that scary? I love that. I love Think about we that. love our fans. Think about that. I know. I know. Um, That's so not I, great. I, I can't say shit now about <laughs> it's anything. Not ideal. <laughs> it's <laughs> not good. Um, but, but hey, out there, teach. Give my daughter an A. Um, just saying. Um, but yeah, I love this for thirty bucks, guys. This is such a buy. I yes. can't even. 
like we we like Bobby and I, especially you know, we like our rums. I I I'm not like a connoisseur of rums, but I have a great fascination and appreciation for the craftsmanship. There's a right way and a wrong way to do rum. We had a local rum maker here, Montagna, that does a phenomenal job. Um, I carry them in my well because they do it the right way and they do it um, with the right steps, like it's you know, stuff. filtering through coconut husks mm-hmm. at the end, and they do some really cute uh, artisan stuff this is not going to be everybody's cup of tea but if you can man i mean is this sipping rum or is it mixing rum or is it both i think it's both i think you could do i mean i could sit and sip this i don't but i think ideally you're talking about like cutting with a a little bit of acidity putting it in a daiquiri dude a daiquiri would be banger dude you would you could go light on the sugar you could almost make this a fucking a skinny daiquiri yeah dude you can yeah let the natural sugar in this rock and just go lime juice man cut a fucking half ounce of that fucking simple syrup and just go nutty well what's that other one that you liked using that pineapple product oh it's plantation pineapple plant if you did a little bit of both of those Burn. This might be a fucking smoker of a fucking daiquiri, dude. That's a, that might be like the Uber yeah. daiquiri. Yeah, that's fucking sound, dude. Let's come. Let's fuck the podcast. I like, like making <laughs> um, creamy daiquiris. I call them. Would you just, flip them? Or? Just just like a quarter ounce of fucking orgeat. Of orgeat. Okay, that just makes a sense. Quarter ounce. Like, yeah. Like don't make it crazy. But and that just... almond lends itself to what a rum would Ooh, be. Dude, um, it's such well, a banger. You're getting into like Trader Vic's. Yeah, yeah, fucking, you know, Mai Tai area. You oh, yeah, know, oh, yeah you you're very close with to a Mai shit. Tai without um, the pineapple. Without know. the pineapple. But, man, I would love to make a Mai Tai with this shit. Yeah. Oh, I my goodness, son. Um, yeah, that would be phenomenal. I'm going to hide this from Mikey Walnuts. Oh, he's already smelled it. <laughs> he's already smelled it, dude. He somehow um, already took a shot. He, he's, he's already been here, took a shot. Um, yeah, he's going back to Texas for a few days, so you'll get a you'll get a break pretty soon. No, I love that um, guy. We uh, before we get into the body, yeah. uh, Mikey and I watched. This is you know we talk media. Good fellas. We. <laughs> I'm just desperately looking for a Boston movie every fucking day because <laughs> yeah, right. I can keep him happy. <laughs> right. But like, uh, we watched Gone Baby Gone, and Ooh. I had not seen that movie since it came out. Really? And it's a Dennis Lehane novel, much like Mystic River. Right. Kind of similar subject matter. Kind of. I think it's better, man. It's a good that movie, That is dude. a... Fu- if you guys have not seen Gone Baby Gone, it's directed yeah. by Ben Affleck, starring yeah. Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck. Who should have been nominated for fucking I think he was. something, dude. I thought he I was. So. I, I thought he so. was nominated for Best the, Actor. I know Amy... What's her name? The blonde. The one who looks like other Amy's. Yes. Yes. She looks exactly like an Amy. <laughs> and, and trust me, I've dated a couple of Amy's. Um, she got nominated. She didn't win, but she was nominated for Best Supporting. Okay. I know that for a fact. I remember that. Right. Um, she was, you know what's funny? I thought she was over the top. And then really? I was like, I was like, I don't know. Like, she's so fucking, she's so fucking Boston. Yeah, dude. Fucking whatever. Sure. And Mike is like, no. He's like, dude, he's, that's the way they act. She's from Dorchester. She's from Dorchester. And he's like, that's how they fucking talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ, are you serious? Dude. Because like, she was like a cartoon character of a fucking Bostonian woman. Dude. You know, just fucking hanging out in bars. Dude. Doing, doing rails. Dor- Dor- <laughs> doing big fat gator tails. Um, Dorchester is where men are men and women are men. And, uh, um, <laughs> that's I've, Dorchester. I've never, I've never been to Boston. That's Dorchester. I can't um, talk shit on Boston. I'm no, I know. The, I, I I always promised Mikey Walnuts, who we love, is one of my best friends and uh, uh, Bobby's roommate, that if I ever go to Boston, I obviously have to go with him. 
that's part of the deal. Like, there's no way I can pass up an opportunity to see him in his natural habitat. And he's going to be like, hey, do you want to go do some quarry jumps? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. No, like, in the first 10 minutes, he's like, holy shit. He's like, this is my fucking family. This is like 10 minutes before Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God, that is funny. Dude, it's pretty funny, dude. Um, So, yeah, I was going to... We were talking about the uh, the vaccination situation, obviously the yeah. spike that's going on in Durango, and what's come along with that is fucking labor issues. Nobody can find anybody to hire. Yo. No one is is looking for jobs right now, apparently, and which I think I'm sure it's a population thing too. I think a lot of people left, but man, yeah, and you, it's hit everybody. Yeah, it's like every there are restaurants. There is more restaurants closed a day or two a week than aren't. At this point. And for a town of 160 restaurants or whatever, that's a big deal. We're a tourist town. 40% of our revenue, guesstimated, comes from hospitality, which means hotels, restaurants, and bars. It's a huge part of who Durango is. And if that dried up, we would turn into a ghost town. Straight up, don't even want to hear about it. Because obviously, we haven't invested any money in infrastructure to go like get high-speed internet or things that would bring companies here. We're too you know, get her done to do that. So unfortunately for us, we also want to expand our airport because I don't want to pay any more taxes. Um, <laughs> fuck off. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, dude, check this out. So for like in the restaurant business, this is what we're finding. And the aforementioned Mikey Walnuts could back this up, but he would probably say it in a little different manner. Um, I've literally had conversations at this point where he's like, if your name isn't Gonzalez or Hernandez, I'm not hiring you. Um, He is so over the entitled fucking white guy coming into the kitchen and just either disappearing into a wormhole of drugs or flat out not showing up. It's happened. I would say a good 80% of the applicants that we're seeing that we even try out don't make it. And we make pizza. This isn't even like a culinary grad level kitchen job. This is I could train my daughter how to do this. It's not hard. It just requires you showing up and doing it. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't require like a a skill set from the beginning. You can be trained to do this. So, dude, it's so difficult to stay open every day with this. So this is what I was thinking. This is my plan. I've actually spoken to, uh, I don't want to say who yet, but I've spoken to a a local organization, which I'm going to get involved with now um, by virtue of this is what I think we should do. I'm going to talk to, I'm actually going to plan on talking to our senators, Hickenlooper and Bennett. about putting something together and putting a consortium of restaurants together where we need a way to circumvent a temporary circumvention on a pathway to citizenship. Uh, I've got 150 dudes from South America and Latin countries that want to come here and work 70 hours a week and are happy to do it. Obviously, as an owner of a restaurant, we're not allowed to do that. And if back in the day, every restaurant had illegal dudes working, you paid them cash. It was this unwritten law, and I'm not going to argue whether you think that's right or wrong. I'm just telling you what was reality. That it's was not a reality. Political issue at all. This it's is a, what's happening. It's a reality. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So my idea was this. I'm going to talk. What do you think about this idea? 
What do you think about, and granted, there's bigger brain people. I'm more smooth brain kind of guy when it comes to this. I'm not good with details. I'm good at big ideas. And I let better people figure it out. My idea is this. Instead of going through the path of okay, because you can be issued uh, temporary work visas, you can be issued uh, resident cards, you can be issued temporary resident cards. There's a number of different ways that you can find a pathway to citizenship. Either way, you're looking at a five, seven. I mean, my friend from Iran in LA took him 20 years to get his final citizenship, but it's a long sorted process. We don't have the infrastructure. We don't have the investment. Our investment in immigration comes to a single billion dollars a year for the entire country, which when you look at our uh, GDP and you look at everything we spend money on is a for we spent more money on that fucking joke of a wall than we did last year on immigration. That's where we're at. So we need more infrastructure so that we can take, you know, applicants in faster and do it properly. However, in the meantime, from a state perspective, we're here in Colorado. Is there, what do you think? Is there a way to take somebody, give them like a state ID number so that we can pay them over the table so that the state can garner productivity and taxes with the promise that and set finite guidelines to say you have six months to file this you have one year to file that as long as they're staying on track to do what they said they're going to do then they're no longer uh, have to fear being arrested or deported right so it's like almost a temporary work visa that could be issued quickly with very little hurdles that at least while they're not permanently residing, the state is acquiring tax revenue from these people that are working anyway, and then they can freely come to work without feeling like they need to hide or get fake papers. But there's got to right. be a way to statewide circumvent our current immigration. Yeah. And why I mention that is because what you said about the labor pool, man. We have a way as restaurateurs and business people, we need these people. They want to work. The only thing stopping them from working is that they haven't got permanent residency yet or even temporary. Can we just like do a little fucking Sammy Davis sidestep tiptoe dance around and get them like a state identification card that's a, just strictly for work? Right. And as long as they're following these guidelines that are set and can turn in after 30 days, 60 days, six months, one year, as long as they're showing productivity to get on the proper track of citizenship, then we leave them alone and allow them to work and create tax revenue and save us because right. these little entitled white kids aren't doing it. No, no. Like there's got to be a way, right? So it always helps me when we're talking about political issues like this. And it, I, I said it's not a political issue, but this is where it is a political issue. I like to take a contrarian view sometimes mm -hmm. and make the argument for the other side. Be the devil's advocate. Great. You know what I mean? And it's like you, the first thing you're going to hear mm -hmm. is, well, then if we're doing it quickly, then these people aren't being vetted and we're letting in bad elements and they're just going to be cartel guys and they're you know you can all the fear-mongering bullshit that comes out of right. out of that you mm -hmm. know i mean we, we know who the immigrants are we know these people we live around them we work with them dude i grew up with them you know I, what I mean? I, i've lived with them my whole life yeah i know went just to school as, with them i know a lot more you know white chicks in this town that sell horrible drugs than fucking fucking a right you know what i mean well okay and my 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 response yeah um, it is a proven fact that the more people we have in the United States, the more productivity we have. The, our birth rates are declining as a nation. Yep. We are not going to be able to compete on a global level without more people in this country. Why I mentioned 
kind of fast tracking, it's because you have an instantaneous window into these people's lives. They're working. Mm -hmm. They're collecting a check every week, every two weeks. Why I, I can't imagine why some guy that's making a million dollars selling drugs for the fucking Colombians would want to come here for a fifteen dollar an hour job. That those two things I can't that's an parse point. in my mind. Um, these are people that are coming here anyway. They're going to be here. Why? Why are the states not taking advantage? It's like a W all the way around. We increase our population. We bring people here that are productive. We are taxing them properly, and they are properly following a path. I, I just I I think we make it so difficult for people to to immigrate here and become citizens because we have no infrastructure, so it takes five years because we literally don't have enough people to process all the paperwork coming this way. Right. So there's got to be states have rights. States can set their own immigration rights to an extent. And my question would be to the senators and the congressmen would be like, is there a way that we can shore up our horrible labor pool here? and provide a safe haven by virtue of legally getting these people here to work. You get to look at their hours every week. You know exactly where they are. They're paying taxes. Mm -hmm. And as long as they're promising to reach these benchmarks within the, for the path of citizenship, right. then lay off their back and let them fucking work. And we can give them, right. instead of giving them a, a social security number, we give them a temporary state number. Yeah. And we could just tax it that way. So there's, there's got to be a way. I mean, there's like a federal way they do that, right? Like, yeah, I don't but, know a lot about it. But it but takes forever. Yeah. And so I, I'm like, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I, I know there's got to be infrastructure built for what I'm talking about. And it sounds a little Pollyanna and pie in the sky. I get it. I sound like the classic, you know, let them all in guy. People do have to be vetted, but they're being vetted anyway. And it's super slow. And in the meantime, they're here fearing for fucking violence and deportation and guess what guys they're still fucking working anyway yeah and the other argument would be like well they're taking our if i hear it take your I was job about take, to make, that was exactly my next that argument. is <laughs> i saw your eyes <laughs> dude i how about this i'll leave an open invitation hey all you get her done they're taking my gerbs come see me dog i'll employ you but the problem is you don't want to do the work, bro. I know this because I see friends of mine, it's restaurants closing because you don't want to do the work, man. You've had the opportunity to do the work. You don't want to do it. So we need people here that are willing to do it. This is looks to me like a win, 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 win. And the only way, only way you can probably dispute this is straight up. I don't like brown people. I don't know any other way to like make this make sense. Why wouldn't you want more productive people in the United States working. There's so much weird circular logic going on with, with the way people are looking at the world right now. You know, it's like no one wants to work. That is clear. Fuck. Okay. Dude, here. Anyways, I don't know. I don't know what it's like in other states. It might be better in different, maybe down south, it's awesome. Everybody I, it has isn't. a job. But from what I understand. This is a nationwide problem. Yeah, this is a nationwide problem. Just trying to find people to fill out your labor pool. You lose revenue. Businesses are closing. And it becomes a, I mean, it happens exponentially eventually, you know, because you're going to have like, if three or four restaurants close all of a sudden, you're going to have less tourism. And then the less tourism results in other restaurants. Absolutely. Getting, you know what I mean? It's all, it's all cyclical and symbiotic. Yeah. The entire process is. Next thing you know, the only person that lives here is fucking Joey. You fucking know what I mean? Fucking Tig. <laughs> <laughs> fucking asshole. Try setting up a sound system for the Elks Lodge when there's nobody here yet, prick. Um, no, but I mean, I, I know it sounds very naive for me to just, oh, it's easy, but... 
does it have to be difficult? Can we not make a f more fluid, at least within the context of our state? Federal is a totally different story. And there's going to be states like Alabama and Kentucky that will never want to do this. Fine. Well, I understand. So it's it, this has to happen at a federal level on, at some point, right? I mean, it has to because, like, the states you have to be able to get to the state. So that's one. Well, hurdle. There's things called. I mean, like when you seek asylum, you have like to a, cross the border. What if it was like a travel pass where you could literally just fly into fucking DIA, dude? But your pass only gets you to Colorado. I love you, and you can't leave Colorado. You know, and you, that's it. You're here. Maybe you maybe, work for Colorado, dude. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah, you need to yeah. help me. with I mean, this. I could see that idea, dude. So I'm going to talk to a local activist <clears throat> group, and I won't mention who they are because I don't want to, you know, sure, whatever. Sure. But I'm going to meet with them next week, and I'm going to start, hopefully, this process. Um, and I know it's going to be frustrating, and I know it's going to be bureaucracy 101. I know I'm going to learn a lot about things that I probably am not going to like. But it just – I had, like, an epiphany because I'm like, wait a minute. So these dickheads, so Chad and Brad and Tad, and they don't want to work, right? Skyler. A sc fucking Skyler. I hate that fucking that man bun. Um, so all Skylers have man buns. Every one of them. Um, and I'm sitting here looking at a labor force that's fucking like clawing at fucking a fence to get in and work. Yeah. They're right there and yep. they want to work. I got guys working for me 60, 70 hours a week that are legal. That will, if I could give them 182 hours a week, they would work it. Yeah. Yeah, there and they do it with a smile on their face. I've worked with those guys, um, and it's it, it makes it so much more pleasant as a business owner to be able to rely on people that f truly give a shit, right? Rather than I got to work eighteen hours this week. It's fucking stupid, yeah. you know. Just yeah. moping around. I got to miss blues and brews, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Which they can will I, never do. Can they I do? A, can I do a quadruple switch with you so I can go fucking watch the Broncos Monday night? Yeah. Go fucking eat a butthole, dude. Yeah. I'm over it, dude. Oh, I know. Fuck, dude. But I don't know. What do you think about that idea? I mean, as a premise, it's kind of hard to argue against. So are we the anti-white kid podcast? I think I'm okay with it. I mean, <laughs> I'd rather be that than not. <laughs> I'm really fortunate. I have a young white kid in you my do. house. And he is fucking amazing. You have a young white kid and an old white kid. I do. You and they both, both. And they both work way they, harder than I do. They both work more hours than humans should. Yep. Quite frankly. Well, and then there's the flip side of that. Once in a while, you do get one of the good ones and you're like, oh, you're <laughs> restoring my faith in Whitey. Uh, one of uh, the good ones. <laughs> one of the good ones. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, man. But I don't know. By the that way, was... and we also need more Mexican girls up here. Can we be honest? I mean. Let's mix it up a little bit. There's diversity. Yeah. <laughs> there's enough there's, Victorias. There's and... only so many Beckys and Christines. Oh, and fuck me, dude. Becky. Never um, again. Never again, dude. Never oh, again. you fucked up that one time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> um, she crazy. Never forget. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what you were thinking on 9-11, the oh, anniversary? What an idiot I am. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe that was 20 years ago? 20 years ago. And you know what's funny? I, I think, did I mention my daughter last? I mentioned You mean about 9-11? Yeah. I know everything that's funny about 9-11. No. I, <laughs> <laughs> I got a whole hour set I could do on 9-11. <laughs> I, um, I got a solid 30. It's weird to think my daughter like it looks at that like I look at the Civil War. 
Oh, you yeah, know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Sure, like that's when you know you were a boomer ass old man. Is yeah. when you're like, I remember none of them. Right. You know, it's like Jesus. I, I never out, had I a had cell just, phone. I had just gotten out of basic training. Yeah, dude. But you know she, what I mean? The like, point being crazy. you know exactly where you were when you fucked up. Oh, one hundred percent. It was, it was one was, of those things. It was one of those. Um fuck. Okay, we've got earthquakes, tidal waves. Apparently, all of Russia's on fire, too. Yeah, what the fuck is going and on? And half there? of Greece. I don't know what's happening. We don't even talk about other parts of the world because we got so much shit to fix at home. We've got 100,000 Afghan refugees coming to the States, which I, I welcome with open arms. It's the least we can do for fucking your country up. Um, and uh, we have Haitian immigrants coming through the South that are running from... I mean, does God hate Haiti? Do you know Haiti is the other side of the Dominican Republic? Is this going so, like some Pat Robertson direction? No, here? it's just <laughs> fucked up, dude. It's like you've got the Dominican on the right and Haiti on the left, and God just punishes half of the island. Yeah. It is fucking crazy. And the Dominicans are there with guns going, you're not crossing, bro. <laughs> I know it's the same island, my dude. But you go that way. Yeah, hit exactly. the ocean. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's our uplifting uh, body of I know, the podcast. We, pr- pre podcast meeting, I say, <laughs> I you th- know what? We need something lighthearted. <laughs> and I bring up immigration. <laughs> uh, but no, it was more inspiring to me. I feel like I want, like I can, I can dig my teeth into this. It's something I care about. And I think it could literally be, this isn't my bleeding heart liberal. This is part of my capitalist pig. I want more businesses to succeed in Durango. And we have a labor pool we can't use. Let's find out a way to get to fucking bring them here, man. Uh, I got to tell you, man, you're not going to get any help from President Joe. They go, no. Joe's, you mean the, the best Republican president we've had since Eisenhower? <laughs> yeah, bitch. Dude, Talk about it, brother. God, damn. Talk about it. He's I mean, granted, he's not a psycho. I like that. Yeah, he's no, not a rapist. I like that. He's, he's creepy, but not rapey. But not rapey. Right. Yeah. That's a whole mm-hmm. that was that last dude. I mean, that last dude had like Deshaun Watson numbers. <laughs> and I'm not talking <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> Some Sean Kemp isms uh, for you old heads out there. Thanks. Go Sonics. Yeah, no kidding. I know, right? Yeah, that's um, a blast. But dude, Joe's been we. You know, when he first got in office and he started pulling the trigger on some things, I thought, you know what? And even the uh, even the Afghanistan withdrawal, I was like, you know what, man? Okay, could have done a lot better. We talked about that, but you did it, and I'm 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 happy we're out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. Since then, it's been a well. He's just <sighs> Joe Biden. I mean, yeah. we knew what we were. I have no idea why people not thought like them. he was going to turn into somebody else. What? I mean, and, it ain't and his own party is pretty furious with him at this point. And it's like, I totally get it. Like, but you guys fucking nominated him. I, I mean, mean, Bernie was there, you know? Yeah. Sorry. You know, but everybody, I don't know. I guess people f- flip out and get nervous, you know, <laughs> get a little itchy tr- tr- trigger finger and just vote for the easiest option. Yeah, they thought it would you know, be too contentious, and Bernie could never put him over to the promised land. I think it was a it was that, a very he wouldn't win puss move to go with the easy it's a puss move. But it was either that or that, and I I don't want to go down the lesser of two evils argument. I don't know if anybody's necessarily right or wrong with that argument. I've heard I've heard very smart people talk about you know the the people who voted for Nader people, yeah. um, but third party vote kind of i'm not voting for anybody i get it but like okay um dude last thing i know it's political but it's hilarious did you see (laughs) did you see our girl that neck 
Did oh. you see MTG's? Look at that neck. Look at that neck. Um, did you see MTG's awesome new ad? Oh, it's amazing. <sighs> it is amazing. I mean, yo. I, I mean, should probably post that on the, you should on definitely the, post on the it. Facebook page and Maybe Instagram. Because that it, is put, and fucking put incredible. Put it at the end of the podcast. Yeah. It's this is literally I can't people can't write humor. This is a Dave Chappelle level of humor. Um <laughs> so if you guys haven't seen it, just look up fifty caliber MTG and I guarantee you it'll pop up. Oh yeah. Um so not only does she fire a fifty cal, which by the way is a weapon that is five feet long. Uh so you definitely need that walking around in the woods. Um hunting uh is a two meter weapon. But um she fires a 50 cal after talking shit about I'm taking aim at and it's a white car in the distance that's paint that has the word socialism. <laughs> that's because they couldn't put Joe Biden's face because she would have been arrested. So they just put socialism, which obviously Joe Biden, full socialist with all of his corporate of donations. Um, must have fired an incendiary round or had to be right yeah blows the shit out of so so marjorie taylor or is this on a timer uh or uh, i guess there could be you that. know what i, I mean? know i'm probably it would dem- be easier to just demo the fucking thing right there's a guy standing there fucking yeah fucking yeah huey just with the fucking plunger socialism it would have been great if they got ted cruz on the plunger and, yeah on when the she plunger. shoots it oh my god see come to us for and then he f- walks off with his suitcase yeah <laughs> <laughs> With the flame in the background, goes full <laughs> fucking Bruckenheimer, dude. Um, she goes Wolverine. <laughs> so she blew up socialism. Of course and then did. to make the best part of this is if you follow the link or tag or Facebook or whatever, I forget what, it, you get to win her 50 caliber. <gasps> Talk to me, dude. What if, you, the per, what if the person's a felon that wins? If you go on Reddit, <laughs> there's a subreddit called WTF. Okay. And you can literally just type in 50 caliber rifle shots. And there are videos of like Afghani dudes getting hit with 50 calibers. Whoa. Dude, it is not cool. I mean, not cool, right? I mean, they don't get shot, they get evaporated. They get red misted, right? I was told, and I don't know if this is true or not, and someone could call in and tell me if I'm full of shit or, you know, my, my source was full of shit, but like you can miss with a 50 cal, but it goes by them fast enough. It, it'll blow out their fucking eardrums. It'll give them a brain aneurysm. Uh, yeah, I heard you can kill them by can, missing. By missing. That's the rumor. If I've heard that too. If it goes by your head, you're fucking done. So we need MTG. I don't know if that's true. That but, sounds apocryphal and crazy. Well, but. maybe if we sign up with MTG, we can win our own 50 cal. And test it out. And then fire it near TIG. I got it. And see, see if we can fucking. <laughs> I know he's gonna he's shit, shit, shit on today. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of which, if you did want to call us on that and call in and and contact us, how would people do that? Well, just saying. Expecting that since we're since we're shooting the shit about contacting us. Um. So the easiest. Well, you know, what? let's take a break. Okay. I'll edit that. You part, want a break? We'll come back and we'll do that because we got a voicemail. You, you want to fucking dart out? Yeah, yeah. Let's. All right, that. and we got a voicemail. I got a tinkle. Holy shit. And now a word from our sponsor. COVID-19 has turned our world upside down. Not since the Civil War have we stood so divided. It is so difficult to navigate. My dad won't get vaccinated. My sister thinks masks are tyranny. My uncle died from a deworming drug overdose in Bradenton, Florida. Well, Florida notwithstanding, sometimes we all need guidance to deal with the people that we love, especially the ones that have lost touch with simple realities. 
So now we're introducing a new guidebook from Mountainside Publications. A guide to talking to your relatives and other idiots. Drinking Clorox, ultraviolet light, Microsoft nanotechnology, 5G, cocaine, nicotine, excessive drinking. These have all been put forward as potential solutions and reasons to avoid taking the vaccine. And they are all utter bullshit. Look, the dum-dums in your life won't listen to scientific evidence and peer-reviewed studies, so <laughs> fucking lie to them. Absolutely. Tell your elderly mother that vaccines help reduce crow's feet. Tell your youthful uncle that vaccines can actually add an inch to your wiener, both in length and girth. Oh, I like that. This guide will outline options for every eventuality, except for grandparents, because they're old and probably a teensy bit racist. It just might be time to let them go. Convince your friends and family to get vaccinated. Con them into making the right choices. And let grandma kick the bucket. You should get that inheritance rolling downhill. Mountainside Publications presents the ultimate guide to navigating this onslaught of fuckwits, this morass of morons, this cacophony of Karens. The opinions represented are the express property of Mountainside Publications. This gaggle of inbreds. <laughs> hey guys, if you want to reach out to the Whiskey Reel, you can reach us at 970-426-5344. That pasty white people. 970-426-5344. Send us a text. Uh, leave us a voicemail if you want to get your voice heard on the podcast. Also, you can reach us at whiskeyreel at gmail.com or send us a PM on Facebook. Whatever you want to do to get a hold of us and uh, let us know how you're... I don't know. I'm going to edit that out. Let me... <laughs> <laughs> Let us know know how that goiter is doing. How's your goiter? How's your goiter? I don't know. Um, I always kind of hope I get a goiter. <laughs> Just to say I have a goiter. I just want a weird <laughs> neck. <laughs> Look at that neck. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, so we, we actually have a voicemail this week. Shut up. Yeah, well, you know, we're back on track. And, okay. You know, I mean, All right. And um, I'm not 100% sure who this came from. Okay. Hey there. This is Uncle Tiny Piccolo. You know, the original Uncle Tiny before unfortunate litigation ripped my baby from my hands and stomped on its little Guido's spine. Anyways, as a former managing member at Uncle Tiny LLC, I wanted to beg you on behalf of myself and 87% of the Italian-American community in the United States and ask you to stop showing your ads twice every commercial break on Paramount Plus. These Jersey Shore binges are starting to become almost as unbearable as a black son-in-law. Almost. They fucking get it. They get what they're doing. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um, I tend to think Uncle Tiny has a separate water fountain for colored people. <laughs> That's just my guess. Um, wow. I, I, I hope there's not litigation involved. There's something about that voice that I can't quite put my finger I, it's on. It's weird. It's weird. It's not the top that guy. So I did hear that um, after our sponsor last week, which they're good people, um, I got some feedback that those accents are terrible. And I'm like, well, those are real Italian people, man. Like, what do you not like about, you know, dumb wops? I, I mean, I don't understand. What <laughs> <laughs> what don't you like about grease balls? Um, <laughs> you greasy eye tie paisan. Do you know what's awesome? The Irish and the Italians are one of the two last bastions of racial humor. 
Oh, we and can fuck ethnic with humor. Unbelievable. Nobody cares. You muck shoveling <laughs> Mick. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's beautiful. Um, no, but uh, you know, I'm sorry. The Italian people that were on the sponsor didn't have good enough eastern new york accents i was trying to go dochester when i did the read dochester <laughs> well the men of men i mean we could pull the curtain back oh yes that was us okay whatever well do you know why because we're not professional we're not fucking what was his name rich little wow i'm old yeah wow rich little i pulled out a rich little not reference. frank caliendo no i couldn't think of his name in time <laughs> that was what you were wow. thinking was frank caliendo or what's a what's the guy's name he did his whole career on reagan Oh, Richard yeah, Bender. Fucking... <laughs> wow, Bender what is wow. wrong with me? I can't way back machine, buddy. Remember what I ate today? I got, but yeah, I remember, but remember rich that. fucking little. That's where my brain is. Unbelievable. Um, it's pretty sad. So yeah, did you did you, uh, you get puck. any you freaking hockey puck? Um, <laughs> did you have you heard anything or watched anything that has piqued your interest lately? Okay, so I have been like on a weird. Um, embargo on movies. There's just nothing out there I'm really all that fascinated hmm. by. I've okay. watched a lot of movies lately, right. other than old stuff, shit I've already seen. You know sure. what I mean? But like, as far as the new movies coming out, I mean, dude, I just it just seems like a fucking morass of bullshit. Like, I, you that s- new Ryan Reynolds thing, it just looks terrible. I saw it, and it was exactly what you thought it was. It the wasn't only- horrible, but it right. was exactly what you thought it was. And he played Ryan Reynolds. Which he's really good at. Yeah, he's amazing at it. You know what, actually? You know what? He's the second best. Don't don't shit on Ryan Reynolds too much. He's had movies where he's acted before, believe it or not. No, I know. And he's actually pretty good. He did this one thing where it was like he's telling his daughter. It's sort of a How I Met Your Mother kind of movie. Yeah. Where he tells his daughter the story of meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got the three different, four different girls. Yes. And you have to just, yeah. That was a fucking good movie. Do you know what's really good, too, and it's very hard for people to watch, was Buried. Oh yeah, that was yeah, that fucking was gnarly, dude. That was pretty intense. Yeah, when he the whole uh, the whole movie takes place of him buried fucking in a coffin. Yeah, there was like a trend of movies that were just like guy in a situation, right? You know what I mean, dude? It was uh, like in a, a lock with Tom Hardy, dude. You took holy the, dude, shit, that, that was reason. intense. Yeah, and it's just a guy driving. Yeah, and he just acts his ass off. Well, that's what he does <laughs> with Tom his Hardy. little. He's got a little peepee. I mean. If- <laughs> Poor Tom Hardy. You know, it's nothing impressive. And, but, but honestly, like, I'm sure he's very happy. Speak, like. Speaking of the Oidish, um, <laughs> he's got the Irish hammer, dude. Yeah, he's uh, got a turtleneck. <laughs> Just saying. Um, no, so uh, you've been... So re- no movies. I know um, we've been on a Ted Lasso thing. I know, we've become like a Ted Lasso rewatch I, podcast. This is kind, kind of, of what we did with like Lovecraft Country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we such we go so hyphy fanboy over the top in love. And there's very good reason for it. It's a goddamn good show. And if you don't like it, you have literally no soul. Yeah, I know I'm, you. I'm I know sorry. you're not completely caught up. You haven't seen. I haven't the most seen the last episode. one, which you told me made you cry. Fifteen. Oh, times? I was texting with my ex girlfriend <laughs> at the set while we're watching it. I'm just like, crying. oh my god, are you crying? And I'm like, yes, I'm crying. I'm like I'm crying again. <laughs> that is one of the only shows that can break me because it's so well written and acted. That it's just, it's so touching. It, either that or I'm a boomery old guy who just weeps at everything, which I kind of am. It's a very specific skill set to be able to go from very, very serious stuff into something very, very zany and stupid. Right. And then go right back. And that could be a one-minute transition. You know, yeah. And Bill literally. Lawrence has literally built a career 
on doing that with mm. all of his shows. That's always been his kind of his shtick. It's so well acted. I'm glad they got a lot of big ups on the Emmys. Um, that was also kind of fun. I haven't watched an Emmys in 20 years, and I happened across it for no reason, didn't even know it was on, and enjoyed it. And Don't ask me why. I have no Roy Kent's acceptance speech was amazing. And I'm never going to call him anything but, but Roy Kent. I, no, he, is, he is Roy Kent. He's here. Period. He's there. He's everywhere. He's every fucking where. <laughs> he's fucking He's Roy amazing. Kent. Um, um, that I think character- he, said, he said something like, when it comes on, he's like, well, I was told very specifically that I'm not allowed to curse, so this is going to be pretty fucking short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, totally. Yeah, it was Dude, awesome. he's great. That whole fucking cast is miraculous. I don't know who put together what casting to put together that group of people, yeah. but go He once again himself. has the best line in the fucking episode. Oh, uh, you told me. <laughs> Although he's the head writer, so I'm starting to think. Eh. Is he the head writer? He's one of, I think so. I think what? he's the head writer. I hate Bill him. Lawrence is the showrunner. Got it. I just hate multi-talented people. They piss me off you to know, no end. That guy's amazing. Just stop it. Save some for us, bro. Oh, there's drama. You're gonna. I can't wait uh, for you. Look to watch at it. you. We'll talk about it next week. You're such a fanboy, <laughs> dude. I love it. Have you? Uh, I, re- I texted her last night, and I'm like, if that fucking happens, <laughs> it's going to break me. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great show. Um, we, you know, I've been, I've been kind of catching up on some stuff. Uh, what we do is back. The third season of what we do in the it's, shadows, it's excellent, and it's fucking great. And um, the casino episode that happened this week is I, which so, I'm saving. I was saving for the weekend. So fucking funny. I'm saving for the weekend. Um, <laughs> yeah. Laugh out loud. By the way, times. if those actors in in totality don't start getting some respect, oh I, my you God. go fuck yourself. They're some of the funniest. That's the funniest ensemble on television right now. There's no better group out, out of people. Funny. Yes. Um, they, that's so hyper funny as a group. It's insane. Um, They've added yeah. a layer of creepy shit with Colin Robinson. Like he's, he's oh always God, been creepy, dude. but like now you're like this season, it's like, holy it's shit. A, it's this a, guy's problem, a problem, dude. It's a problem. We don't, want like, him. we don't want to live with that guy. Colin Robinson. Colin Robinson. Um, he's my favorite. <laughs> um, Guillermo. <laughs> I, know. I should he's, never do accents. I know. But. It's great. Uh, yeah. No, it's fun though. Check your bingo card. Yeah. Yeah, you have them. Use them. I haven't said ephemeral yet, but now I just said it, so you can okay, mark that so as well. We could talk about a little something media-wise, because there's one thing out there that I'm I'm beyond excited about. What's that? We've touched on this a little bit, but so my favorite science fiction series of all time is the Dune series by Frank Herbert. Ooh, yes. So there's some weird kind of mixed messages coming out as far as like early reviews. Whoa. Uh, like okay. some people I haven't are, read shit on it yet. The people that love it are just like, holy fuck. This fucking masterpiece movie is a masterpiece. Right. Then the other people are like, it's dog shit, <sighs> like horse shit, dog shit. They change this, they change that. They, you know what I mean? You know. So I mean, so what I, I guess, adaptations, man. Like, how fucking hard of a job is it to adapt something that might not be adaptable? And still, I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, no one could ever thought Lord of the Rings would be wait, I was just going to bring that up. Like, nobody in a million years growing up reading Tolkien could say um, this movie could ever happen. Because we just didn't have the technological capabilities yet. Yeah. And with that movie, it is so high-minded and, and just vast as a concept. It's almost brain-breaking to think you could bring that world to life. Now, you got a director like Villeneuve, right? That Villeneuve, yeah. Villeneuve, Villeneuve. Denny. I always want to call him Villeneuve. I don't know. I, I, I know, but like I think Fernando it's actually like Vella, French, Vella. right? Um, Villeneuve. Villeneuve. It would be French, but he's yeah, yeah. Spanish, right? I have no fucking idea. It's weird. He's a he's hero. A talented fucking Hyper-talented man. Um, he ensembled a 
cast. Oh, I don't know. Everybody in Hollywood's in it. Um, oh, every God. single person. Every in cool person. Is in it. Every cool person. Except for Tom Hardy. Well, no. he's, he's too busy doing esoteric dick movies. So how do you start? Like, what would that process be? You know, this would be a great conversation to have with someone like Blake that actually does adapt shit. Yeah. Even though it's his own. So that might be like, he doesn't, he's not adapting Lord of the Rings. He's screen playing his own shit. But he's, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, this is where, like, when you talk about book to film adaptations or any adaptations, especially after the movie's already been made. That's the hard one. Like, it is so hard to come behind a movie that's already been made. This is why we love the Shining sequel. Both of us, I can probably, we both love that sequel. Absolutely. It was such an homage to Kubrick and at the same time carved its own lane. It did justice to the original, yet it nodded to it and winked to it, but it went its own path and grew as a universe unto itself. So I got nothing but respect for somebody who was able to do that. With this one, this is a remake of a film that I remember as a kid. It's funny. It's one of my my one of my dad memories because he made me sit down and watch this, and he was like, "Listen, you know, you kind of dick around during the credits and settle in for the movie." He said, "If you do not read the opening scroll, this movie makes no sense." Absolutely. Um, and so he made me read the opening scroll, and I loved it because of that. It gave me context. I don't know if he's going to approach it in the same manner because it's hard to do all the backstory leading to the 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 meat part right. of it. So is he going to do a scroll or is he going to allude to what happened or how is he? I'm interested to see his video. I've already seen screenshots and I've seen the trailers. So, in so the, I, in the I know what it looks like. Yeah, it looks amazing. It looks beautiful. Beautiful. But um, so in the original uh, David Lynch adaptation, they didn't really do much. There wasn't really a scroll. They ended up adding that post-production because they because everybody was so fucking confused they had no idea what was going on i didn't know that so they added um i can't remember her name now but uh her name escapes me but she was princess erlon and they added her narrating and tell and you know explaining the houses and explaining the 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 because it's vast it's very contextual it's very contextual yeah yeah i mean it's like game of thrones with a brain with a (laughs) brain without the last season um anyway enough game of thrones bashing but i'm you look this was one of the few movies in the pandemic we knew was coming we weren't sure if we were going to have theaters open yep. and this was the one movie that i talking to rex i am insisting on watching in a movie theater 100% there i'm is not watching absolutely it on no way i'm watching this on home speakers i want it to blow my brains out i'll probably end up watching it 30 times on at home afterwards but just yes, to dissect I am it going to the and i feel theater. the same way speaking of movies and adaptations and sequels and all that fun stuff i am so cautiously excited about the matrix it looks great have you seen the trailer it looks great they did something that i never thought they would do which is create an entirely new timeline intact they hit the reset button they hit the reset button they brought they brought him back to zero and i'm very interested in to see what they're going to do story-wise i know it's going to be a beautifully uh, choreographed and stunted and yeah it's going to be you know they haven't made a good movie in since the matrix so like i know dude they're on a dry run man um and i i liked i give less shit to the matrix uh trilogy than most people beat it 
relentlessly. Um, I don't I, think it's as god awful as people make it out. I, to I find much more value in it than other people. I think some of the fight sequences and are some of the best ever done in like movie history. The sequel's actually um, a blast. Yeah, it's fucking fun. Um, the third one, I get it. I get what people it got a little upset. Star Warsy and and yeah, it got too as, much world building. Too as, much, yeah, as we like to say, up its own ass. It definitely shoved its own head up its own head. <laughs> to the point where it popped it back out the neck. <laughs> um, but I'm very interested to see anything with old Kinu in it, I'm in. And we know John Wick 4 is on the way, too, which we can't geek out enough about anyway. I, I, I can't even talk about it. It makes me so excited. It makes me so I, 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 I don't know why I love those movies so fucking much. Dude, it, what is And I'm it? not alone. No. But it, it's one. you know what it reminds me of is the onslaught of shit that came after Die Hard. So oh like my God. all of a sudden yes. everything was fucking die hard on a boat, die yeah, hard yeah, in yeah, a yeah. hockey for rink. Sure, for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what John Wick feels like. Now we've had this whole run of um, female John Wick. What's that new one that just came out? Kate. Kate. It's really good. I liked I, it a ton, dude. Oh, we're going to talk about something we disagree about in a little bit. Okay. But I'm just reminding me of it. Um, I enjoyed that movie. Kate. Yeah, and I haven't read a goddamn thing about it. I don't know Rotten Tomato. I don't know IMDb. I have no idea what other people think. I watched that, and although it got to the point of John Wick fantasticalness um, with how much shit she went through, it was still fucking cool, man. It was cool. And she was great, and the stunt choreography was fantastic fucking bitching it was really good she was great like she pulled that shit off i don't yeah. know who she what would what uh, mary she elizabeth uh winstead or okay mary, mary yeah yeah was she she was Mar- ramona flowers yeah i was Scott gonna Pilgrim. say that's ramona flowers yeah. i knew it yeah okay yeah. i was like god damn it where's that face i've seen her um she's the one that crushed every nerd's heart oh my god dude my, she my destroyed artists. every nerd. Yeah, she's still out there in the ether, <laughs> stomping on my heart somewhere. <laughs> Old Ramona Flowers. Everybody wants a Ramona Flowers until they get one. Dude, I dated a girl, and in my phone, that was how many guys have put Ramona Flowers That's in their awesome. phone as a that joke? That is awesome. I literally did. Yeah, um, just because I knew I wanted to be. How'd reminded. that work out for you? I'm um, not good. I'm sure she was very thoughtful and super not self-absorbed um, at all. Uh, but not I'm, bipolar. Not <laughs> bipolar. <laughs> yeah, but I'm self-absorbed too. So you know, tit for tat. Okay. Um, there you go. Um, I do have a contentious bone okay. to pick with you, sir. Bring it. Okay. Bobby texts me that you know we we text during the week. Hey, do you have any music? What have you been listening to? Kind of just doing our check-ins with each other. And Bobby mentioned one of our favorite groups of the last probably arguably five years oh. is run the jewels. You guys have seen us fanboy and dork out about them for the last two years. In our Please. opinions, they've done nothing. They have four albums of absolute bangers. Um, they don't miss the mark much and arguably at all. Yeah. Um, they have a new song. They have a remix they put out. Well, the deluxe edition of the album. The deluxe out. edition came out. And by the way, those motherfuckers are making beer, merch. They oh, are dude. getting that bag, Killing dude. It. They are getting that bag. Um, they did. got to feed Mike. Gotta, dude, Mike can eat, bro. <laughs> um, that's a big boy. Um, but they did a remix of one of our favorite songs off RTJ4, which was Ooh La La. We did it on the show, and we were there's video of us rocking out to it. This is like... One oh, yeah. of my favorite moments of the musical year in the pandemic, and they just came and felt like they saved the day. They did a remix with Wheezy, mm-hmm. also known as Little Wayne. Yeah. 
Um, and Bobby was like, what did you text me? I think I said it was dog shit. I think you said, I, I can't wait to podcast so I can talk about how awful this is. <laughs> um, okay. I hate it. Now, let me ask you, because track wise, they did add some kind of oohs and ahs to the track. Uh-huh. They added some like yips and some fucking, um, but the track in and of itself is basically the same. Um, however, okay. Wheezy opens up the track. Yeah. So let's talk. I want you to talk about why you did not like verse. it. But hate- but why? You hate Lil Wayne. Just admit it. I don't love him. You don't love him. I and, don't love him. And, hey, and I get it. I, I just don't. I, what, so what I, I was don't it get about- it. He doesn't speak to me. Okay. I don't like his style. I don't like his rhythm. I don't like his voice. Okay. I just, he, to me... I, it's it's one of those things I look at as such a fucking huge media sensation that I'm like, why in the fuck is it's this a, happening? It's a departure from what this band is, right? Like, to me, they're he's the anti Run the Jewels, but like, <laughs> <laughs> so like usually features. And by the way, a feature in the rap world is when they invite another guest on to do a verse on a song. It's called the feature. F E A T period. Just saying, <laughs> feet period. Um, somebody should use that as somewhere. Yeah, feet, why period. is that not? I, I think that would be a dope name for an MC. Actually, God, I wish um, I was less white. But God, I know. But you so are, and so am I. Um, so of course we can talk about this. Um, they called me creamsicle. Because <laughs> you're orange on the outside and white in the middle. Um, <laughs> Donald Trump. Um, so we okay. Weezy is a huge line of demarcation in the hip-hop world. Yes. And I understand. There's a lot of stuff that he did very early in his career, which were bangers. And then he went into this weird slump where he was just making basically the same song for like eight years. No bullshit. Like, literally. Yeah. The same song. (laughs) And he's not even in my top 100 in MCs. He won't even crack the top 100 for me. However, I will say this. As of late, Little Wayne's features that he's done on Donda, he's been on a number of different out on he was on Drake shit, have been fire for he's having like this renaissance resurgence. I you said that verse didn't speak to you, and you guys should all look this up. It's Run the Jewels 4, it's a master or remix edition. Yeah, just go to YouTube. Just go there. to just go to Ooh La La Lil Wayne. It'll pop right yeah, up. It's pop right up. there. Um, and they got a cute picture of him being E.T. Yeah, in the that basket. Is, I, that while, is funny. Yeah, that was that fucking up. And he's throwing up the fucking <laughs> run the jewel shit. Yeah, that, um, that cracked me It's up. actually fucking funny. Um, I, I Now, you said it didn't speak to you. I think there's a lot of like ba- inside baseball in his verse. And he speaks to that generation who understands the verbiage and the cadence. It's a particular area of rap. And that's not one I listen to much either. But I don't know, man. That verse fucking was banging to me, dude. Really? And I can't. Okay. I am such a nerdy backpack, and I love intricacies, and we all, you know, f- uh, worship at the altar of Aesop and MF, and we we are such nerdy. We love wordsmith. Um, we love wordplay. But there was something about the attitude and some of the way his inflections. I go back and go back and listen to it. Okay. Try to listen to it. And think it's a new MC you've never heard of. I think knowing that it's Lil Wayne poisons <laughs> yeah, the well. It does poison the well. <laughs> and I mean, to, full disclosure, I'm sitting at the deli. I put in my earbuds. You're like, I'm what working, the fuck? And I hit it. Yeah. <laughs> and like 30 seconds in, I'm like, oh, no. 
<laughs> I was so excited because okay. it pops up as a notification right. on my phone. My phone's totally. like, dude, do you want to hear this? And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, I do. Fuck yeah, I want to hear it. And then I was like, oh, no. I love the fact. Okay, number one. Look, if you like RTJ, if you like The Gentleman, if you like LP and Killer Mike, you have to assume that whoever they're going to put on as a feature is not going to shit the bed. I trust those guys to know. I trust LP for sure. Because LP will not put shit. When I saw 2 chains on the last album, I was like, oh my God. It was good. And it was fucking fire, dude. It's one of the best verses on Absolutely, the album. Absolutely, dude. And so I gave them the benefit of the doubt to know better than me about their own music. And then I gave Wheezy a chance. And I loved it. Right. So we, we part ways, sir, at the remix. I have an idea. Just, what? <laughs> Let's listen to a good hip-hop song. Oh. You sent me oh. Zillakami. Zillakami. Okay. Talk about it, baby. This is weird. Uh, this is not something. And listen to me. Mar- By the way, let me preface this. There is some new music out. Locksmith. Um put out a new song that's phenomenal. Marlon Kraft, who's one of the most underrated MCs in the world, in my opinion, um, has put out freestyles and a brand new album that is absolute fire. And I could have easily chose from 50 different things that I've seen over the last couple weeks. There's been some really good music out there. However, there's something about this kid. There's something about this hook that is almost reminiscent of like almost a, a Kurt Cobaini. And I know that's weird because he's kind of a thrash rap rock. Uh, and in this opening guitar riff going dissonant almost reminds me of like Nirvana or even like old Duran Duran. I Ooh. just follow me here. I'll, I'll I know that. this sounds fucking weird. I've only listened to it the one time. And the ver okay, do me a favor and before because we're gonna play you a part by one of my fanboy guys, which is Denzel Curry. He's featured on this. So and I thought his uh, verse spoke a lot. Uh, but the hook in this song and the dissonance and the feeling that I get, the the whole mood of this song reminded me of being back in the 90s and okay. listening to like shoegazy rock. Right. But it's mixed. It's 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 challenging me in what I uh, my interpretation of what those um, archetypes are. Right. Um, it's changing. And I think we're, I, I love the fact that this kid is taking a chance. Um, on new music because this is definitely not trap it's not drill it's not it's kind of getting in its you know and there are guys like injury reserve which is a a band that's been out for a long time that puts out very progressive hip-hop that's glitchy and very hard to wrap your head around this just there's something simple and it makes me feel like an angsty teenager again i fucking dug it but right. I'd love for you to listen to the... We won't play this because we can only play 30 seconds copyright. But I want you to listen to, before we get into the part they're going to hear, listen to the opening of the song and listen to his first verse in the chorus. I'm curious what you think. We're going to take a listen. Okay. Just shine me up and shine me down My life is far from basic The emptiness around the void is me like it's making Finding ways to feel it unfulfills a natural feeling as I battle mental illness Often clashing with my brilliance Now I'm smoking reefer Till ashes tumble down and never sneakers My fear and anxieties off the beaters The only thing I know is I don't know So into the unknown Shit is getting rocky with touchstone And I don't wanna know 
Holy cow, man. I, that's cool, right? I don't, it's, sometimes we get, uh, speaking of getting up our own ass, we get up our own ass about music because it's so complex and so high-minded. This is very simple. This is a two-note chord change. Yep. And there's, but there's a mood, there's a vibe, like, it's just, I, I, do you know what I mean when it made me feel like an angsty teenager no, again? No, it definitely made me feel away. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out what that riff is because it's a very specific thing. I've heard that fucking riff. I know, and the filter on the guitar, too. <sighs> like, it's a thing. Like you said, it made you feel away. It made me feel like I was fucking 20, dude, and like, you know, pissed off at the What's world. What's the actual track and, name of that? Um, It's called Bleach. That's right, Bleach. Which featuring, featuring my boy, old oh, Denzel. Denzel. My boy. He is awesome, um, man. But but think about it too. It's called Bleach, which is also a well, reference to Nirvana. To Nirvana, yeah. Like I mean, it's not directly referencing. They just ha- happen to have an album called Bleach. But uh oh, what is it? <laughs> What's the sample? It's a Deftones melody guitar effect, is what they're saying. Um, let me pull this. Uh, our, Did my, we not? I know pull I up have to be careful since our... she resigned. So like, it takes me a second. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what, Carol? Wait, well, you haven't, we no. haven't referenced that. Do you know what? Her? Do you know what happened to her? I finally found out. I never told you. No. Yeah, dude, she is currently being incarcerated. She was part of the January sixth <sighs> insurrection. She Carol. stormed the Capitol. I knew that she was fucking I crazy. Knew she took that weekend off for a yeah. fucking reason, dude. If you go back on the right footage, after New Year's, too. do you know the person that rammed the fucking table through the window? That was Carol. Shut the fuck. I'm not even kidding. Look back on the footage. Wow, we might not see her for a while. Yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah. Yeah, free the J6. (laughs) (laughs) How did that go, by the way, guys? Um, so this this is who I thought it was initially was Incubus. Ooh. That's who was I was that's exactly who I was thinking. I mean, tones incubus, same sort of sounds. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to investigate this and, and like have the it's driving you nuts, week. isn't it's it? Because it drove crazy. me nuts. I'm going to keep listening, but I can hear that sound like that sound like Stefan's fucking. It sounds it, like his guitar tone. It does it sounds and it could tonesy. be <gasps> back to school? Holy shit! It might be. It might be back to school. That's interesting, man. That is a great song. I'm going to yeah. listen to that a lot okay. this week. Okay. Yeah, thank Let's you very much. Everybody listen to Deftones. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but Aaron <laughs> likes hip hop. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's still the the verdict's out. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good music out. There's um, not as much good movies like Bobby alluded to. Um, if you still haven't seen Malignant, watch it. But it's not my <laughs> fault. Um, I haven't watched it It's yet. just, I, I, it's in the most infuriating <clears throat> movie made in the last 20 years. I don't know what to do. Um, that being said, what else is coming out? I think that's, I mean, outside of Dune, I know we have the fourth Matrix. Um, um the, uh, Eternals. That's a big one. Ooh, obviously. Eternals. Yes. Fuck. And I don't know anything about that, uh, lore. I don't know anything about the, I never, I, honestly, I never bought I don't Eternals know much about it either. I, I never know. bought the comics like yep, Eternals. So I, I don't, these are all new heroes to me and maybe that's cool. I think it's kind of fun. Like, like. I like the cast a lot. I don't know why it's the entire cast of Game of Thrones or whatever the fuck, but well, Angelina Jolie's in, in it. Yeah, uh, 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 Camille Gianni. Yeah, Gianni. Ingianni. Ingianni. Yeah. I don't know. He's got eighteen abs. Yeah, he apparently, went just fucking, just got jacked, fucking jacked bro. Um, <laughs> well, he in the sixth season of Silicon Valley, like he is noticeably jacked. He like, was trained. His like, leg sweaters are like it. really tight. All of a sudden, <laughs> he's like chiseled, <laughs> fucking defined yeah. chin and shit. That was weird. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> no, we need that. 
that that Indian IT chin. Yeah. We need that rounded. No. He's a funny, funny um, guy. He is fucking hilarious. His stand-up is fantastic, too. He's a very funny guy. Well, I'm um, going to tell you guys, if we're going to go back into Orange and we're going to start shutting everything down, I mean, we're going to need some fucking media. I mean, we're going to have to start it back up. This was my argument last time. It's like you had a year and a half to create. So all you dorky, fucking crunchy musicians out there, where's all your music? Right. Because I knew if I were still playing in a band and we were on lockdown, I would just be playing music because I was getting stimulus checks. That would be awesome to get a lot. Unemployment. Some some great new music. I I just, I haven't had anything just... Other than the hip hop world, I, just I mean, had honestly, knock my dick in the dirt. I mean, uh, I didn't even like the new Slater Kinney. Did, you didn't? I haven't yeah. heard it. You didn't like? Yeah, it was. Wow, it you was, know them's his dark days when Bobby don't get his Slater Kenny, dude. Yeah, fucking shit. Over, dude. <laughs> yeah, but where are some of the bands like that? I don't know, man. Where are some of those kind of stalwart the bands National that always? Or, yeah, you know, that can always you know, come old with white some guy heat. music. You know, boomers. Uh, <laughs> we love our boomers here on the whiskey room. Uh, do you think it's time? I think it's probably. Time. It's probably time. To clutch our pearls of wisdom. Yes, sir. Bring. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that hard. Yeah, I know. Anymore. Sorry. It's such do a you, pain in the ass to stick that in there. Such a dick move. <laughs> but it's awesome. I, yeah. It was fun. Um, do you uh, do you have anything? Um, I got a little something. Um, I haven't really talked about this on the podcast a lot, so I'm going to bring it up now. Ooh, okay. Um, kids, friends, <laughs> countrymen. Um, don't ignore your health. Ooh, yeah. When um when you start to have problems and things don't feel right, go fucking talk to someone. I'm mm-hmm. really lucky, or actually I'm not lucky. I pay the guy, but like <laughs> I, I have the the best doctor in Durango. I'm convinced of that. Um, I, I go to it's kind of a co-op. I pay you know eighty bucks a month, right? And I can just go whenever I fucking need to go. That's and awesome. It's, be- it's become a godsend for me because like I haven't told a lot of people, and I'm not going to get real specific about it, but I got. I had some real health issues this year. You did. And I never, I probably would have died if I would not have been going to the doctor on a regular basis, mm. getting my blood work done, right. taking care of, having those conversations. And all of a sudden it sparked something and he was like, we need to look at this. Right. And it turned out that I, I did have a pretty specific health issue that I actually had to get some treatment for. It was like, it was pretty grim for a few weeks there. Right. And um, I don't know, man, like. It's so easy to be like, wow, that sucks, but I can't afford to go to the fucking doctor and blah, blah, blah. Argument for fucking... I'm dude. telling you, man, people need to be able to go to the doctor because when when you find out that you're sick, like it's almost a sense of relief in a way because you're like, oh my God, if I wouldn't have known this, dead, dead in the water. You and know? to you, what is it, the old adage, if, you, if, it ain't, I, if I don't know it's broke, I can't fix it. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, especially doing like you did it for a little while, but doing what I've done my whole life, which is working in restaurants, healthcare isn't an option, right? Um, which makes that push for some sort of single, single pay or universal, which we can totally afford, but nobody wants to fucking admit it. Um, we have the means and the wealth to do that in this country. And it's a horrible thing to think that people, don't go to the doctor because they can't afford to sounds so barbaric and archaic and so unbelievably short-sighted. It, it, it drives me nuts. I, I've always trended libertarian, mm-hmm. like we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is one place where I part ways with the libertarian Thank community you. because healthcare is not shopping. It's no. not a market concept. And it shouldn't be for the You don't choose ba- to get sick. And you it shouldn't you, you be. You choose the, your RAV4. Exactly. You don't choose to get sick. Stupid RAV4. Um, 
They're awesome. You should you like no, they're pretty awesome. <laughs> um yeah, and the whole process of making people feel good should not solely be thought of and and specified through the generation of revenue. There's a huge fucking conceptual line that gets drawn when it comes to I need help. Well, how can I profit the most off of the fact that you need help and you're going to die? That would be like a drowning man. I'll throw you the rope. Do you got 10 bucks? I'll throw you the rope, but do you got 10 bucks? Well, give me that money first. I'll throw you the rope. When you put it in stupid fucking arguments like that, which are very base, it's, uh, yeah, man. I mean, this drives me nuts. I'm very fucking lucky. I got Rex works for the state. I got on her health care. Um, which costs like, dude, I think it costs like 60 bucks a month and I've get like vision dental. I get stuff yeah. that nobody should have cause she works for the state. Yeah. It feels like that's the only way to get good healthcare these days is yeah, to work for the so. fucking government or something. I don't know, man. Well, um, but like that's, I say, don't, don't ignore things. If you get sick, take care of your health. I mean, fucking you have right. to fucking address it. I know you had some scares last year, but I had some scares. You know? Yeah. It was very weird. I know. And you told us post scare. Because, you know, you're a big, burly man. You don't want to talk about what's wrong. Um, but but uh, he did. I can attest to the fact that that was some very, very scary shit, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you had an outlet for that because, whew. Yeah, yeah, I was really, really lucky. We ain't, we ain't 22 anymore, Tell you what, my though, dude. Man, even though my doctor's is only 80 bucks a month, those treatments were not. Yeah, right. That was fucking. I have some bills. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, I mean, Rex broke her wrist. Oh, yeah. Um, she's got nine pins and a plate. That happened over the course of our little break. And, uh, you know, shit, man, there's still deductibles, homie. Uh, you know, the, the good thing is you, there's there's premiums of deductibles. And the point is, I'm glad she used up all of it. Because <laughs> uh, that's a pretty expensive fucking uh, night of going out and doing things that young people do that maybe older people shouldn't. Because yep. we're old. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm glad you got that fucking that that that. Well, anyway, that was fucking scary, dude. It was pretty, um, it was pretty spooky. Yeah, um, especially when you have unvaccinated relatives living in the fucking bayou. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just saying. By the way, before you start your pearl of wisdom, um, I have no idea if I did the right thing or not. But my father's been up my ass about. He's like, I really want to listen to this whiskey roll thing. And oh I'm my like, god, I'm don't. Like, no, you don't. Don't ever listen. No, my don't. my mom no, still my mom still doesn't know the name of the podcast. Good. I've never told her. I refused I sent him to tell. And I told him. God I was like, it. I was like, Dad, you're not going to want to hear what I have to say on no. this thing. I well, am inappropriate. You, I am shitty. Uh, yeah. I don't, yeah, but you're gonna you're gonna learn that I've done a lot of drugs in my past. <laughs> you I know. mean, welcome to Bobbeth Van Noyes. Uh-huh. Just saying, it's a way of life. <laughs> life chose me. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, mine is. Um, uh, <laughs> There's always, always, and I said, I probably said it before and I'll say it again. Um, having a relationship with people, having a relationship with work, having a relationship with an animal. I got a new puppy. Fuck puppies. Um, I love that little motherfucker to death, but my God, dude, he already chewed up my computer cord. It's, it's a nightmare, but they're puppies. That's what you sign up for. Um, regardless of the relationship you have, I, I can't stress this enough. Never take it for granted. It involves a tremendous amount of work and attention. Um, do not, once you get complacent at work, complacent with the relationship, complacent with things that you're doing, even complacent in your creative endeavors. If you, complacency is a very dangerous thing. 
And don't confuse that for comfortability. Complacent is comfortability with apathy, uh, a nice thin layer of apathy on top. Um, that's complacency. It's great to be comfortable. I love comfort. I'm a creature comfort guy. I like having a fucking nice warm house when it's cold. I like having a cold drink in my hand when it's hot. I love watching programs on a big giant TV with the people that I love. I love comforts. But I've recently been re-reminded that the, the, I need to take care of complacency and I need to, not because I'm doing anything wrong per se, but I'm starting to not work as hard as I need to work on certain things in my life. And I was reminded of that. And that's not always fun to hear, but it's good to hear. So if you are complacent, don't be. And if there's somebody in your life that you feel is detracting from your relationship or from what they're doing is because they've grown complacent, check them. Um, especially if you care about them, check them, get them back, wake them up, kick them in the ass. Um, we're all better than that. Don't be complacent. I know it's hard. I go to a cubicle. I work 40 hours a week. It's such a grind. I get it. I get it. I get it. But that's not your entire life. Right. That might be your work life. But don't be complacent when you're not there. Um, do things to inspire and grow. So much healthier, you know? Absolutely. I got to run my puppy an hour a day to keep him healthy. Oh, yeah. So I, I better run myself an hour a day to keep me happy, yeah. right? I'm just saying. Um, cause I'm about as smart as that fucking dog <laughs> half of the time. Um, but yeah, awesome buddy. That's it. Hey, so before we go, yeah. um, I want to give a quick thank you to Jill Carlson for coming on last week. Jilly Jill. Um, our Jill Jill. Um, I like to call her Benny Jill. Isn't there a, like a lesbian act that is the word jilling or something like that? Is it really? I think so. We'll ask. Can I look that up? Yeah, Can we, we make one? Um, I'll just post it on the website. <laughs> yeah. um, I just wanted to say that. Uh, donut to donut? Something like that. I think that's called jilling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I call it scissoring. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, in six days, uh, Four Corners uh, Comedy Festival is happening. Just wanted to shout that out for I'm her. going on Saturday with Rex. And if you guys would like to like join me, I'll be going to the DAC yeah, to go watch the show on the second. Fuck yeah. Let's do it. Everybody should go. Let's support local comedy. we got some great, talented people in this town that don't do the Follies that are actual comedians. By the way, I was in the Follies. I, point taken. If you want tickets... <laughs> Go to fourcornerscomedyfestival.com. That is fourcornerscomedyfestival.com. You can buy your tickets on there. We noticed today that they put up a link to the Greenlight Weekend and not us. So, you know, fuck the That's Greenlight cool. Weekend. Thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> hashtag free Carol. Awesome. That's a great ending. It is a fucking confidence. <laughs> oh, shit. You had another one, too. This Congress of cunts. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh. This murder of Alabamians. I was about to say this murder. Of- <laughs> Fuck you. I, took- <laughs> I, I know. I'm trying to think of another, like, you use gaggle murder. Um, <laughs> this is... <laughs> This herd of halfwits. <laughs> this pod of whale people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.
this never-ending stream of Hindu elephants. 